I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we're going to be talking about sorority life. What Kara and I's lives were like back in college. But don't worry if you're not looking to go through recruitment and that, or you're maybe not even in the United States. This is still going to be a great conversation because we feel like we have a lot of funny stories to share. And we feel like sorority life gets totally misrepresented in you know, Netflix and Hollywood culture. So we're here to give you our real authentic experience. Yes, we're going to share the pros, the cons. So if you're way past college, like (laughs) us listening, and you're like, why wish I listened to this? Just stick around because I think you'll learn a lot. Like Allison said, and just enjoy some hopefully funny stories and insight that you might not know. Exactly. And we've had enough questions come through, like when we've done the, what would your bestie do boxes about sorority life? And we were like, where are we going to sprinkle these in? So we're like, all right, it's overdue. We'll just do one whole episode about it. And when Clay and I had done that 75 hard episode last fall, that was so niche. And we were like, is anyone going to care? And I think it's like our number three episode. Yeah. So maybe this will be really helpful. And, or if you know someone that's younger than you, that's going to be going through recruitment, send this to them. Yeah. That was actually a big reason why I wanted to do this now. It's about to be August and that's when 
people go through recruitment for sororities and stuff. So we're like, what a better time to just throw out this topic. It'll be fun to take a little trip down memory lane together. So yeah, stay tuned for that. But of course, first we're going to catch up. Lots to catch up on. And guys, just a little update. I am here in Omaha, Nebraska with Allison in the studio, which is so fun. I haven't been here since a year ago, which is absurd. I know. I cannot believe it's been that long. We did record in person in St. Louis about six months ago, which was nice. But it's so fun being in this little like podcasting studio. It's a great setup and shout out to Weberized in Omaha. You guys rock. Yes. Making my life so much better from the good old days when I would record on my bathroom floor in a blanket <laughs> yeah. fort. We've, we've come a long way. We've come a long way. So, okay, yes. Updates. I guess we should talk about the event. Yes. So it's Monday morning right now. If I'm a little dry sounding, this is, it's early on Monday. Yeah. We had a long weekend. A great, fun weekend, but it was a long weekend. Yeah, this is earlier than we usually usually record. Allison very kindly bumped up the schedule so I could drive the seven hours back to St. Louis today, which is so crazy. You would not think St. Louis is as far as it is. If you ever want to go from Omaha to St. Louis, literally you get to plan a whole day. It's seven hours, which is so insane. Long. So yeah, we're a little early this morning, but yes, that is um, what we're up to now. Well, how was your morning? First, let's start there. Oh, yes. I think on a few episodes back, I talked about how like, on Mondays, I am doing this Monday sprint thing where I like starting my week, like kind of early doing like a 6 a.m. workout class and just kind of setting the tone for the week because I feel like if you want to have an early morning and be productive for the whole week, you have to start on Monday. So I did 6.30 a.m. workout class this morning. Then I grabbed coffee with a friend and I I think, okay, the only bad thing about this like Monday morning sprint thing is like if you start the week, waking up at 6 a.m., you have to go to bed early for the rest mm-hmm. of the days. And I just like can't drink coffee actually and go to bed at a normal time. Like coffee like, keeps me up all day, but I'm driving seven hours today. So I had to break that rule. So um, I got coffee, but like I have been sleeping actually horribly lately because I've been drinking so much coffee and it's lattes. I don't know if there's a difference. Maybe I could be drinking like a black, I don't know, but maybe black coffee's worse. It's I just, just like have been different. drinking lattes from coffee shops for like the last week and I have not been sleeping well at all. Like I've been tossing and turning and I think that that's from that. So maybe you should try tea. I know. I feel like that would be a little more gentle. I think I just need to do matches because yeah. I, I know. It's like a perfect compromise. I just love the taste of coffee. Like I just, I just think it tastes so good, which some people are probably like, ew, what? Coffee's nasty. But you're talking latte coffee, not mm-hmm. like black coffee. Like latte. an iced oat milk latte with half sweet and vanilla just tastes so good to me. And I'm like, I just wish they made decaf lattes. I know some places randomly do. Yeah, I think a lot do. I think, I don't know. You'd be surprised because my friend tries to order them when I'm with her and some places just don't do that. But you could do like a decaf iced coffee with like some milk. I feel like that'd be like a good compromise. But yeah, no, I'm not sleeping really well lately because I'm drinking way too much coffee. But today will be my excuse. Um, So yeah, that was my morning. How was your morning? Nice. Well, I've said on a few episodes before, since I usually work all day Saturdays, Sunday tries to be like my Saturday where like you and I, we went to Myrtle and Cyprus. I did some more errand type things. So this morning was like Sunday morning. I got up and was like cleaning the house, getting the laundry put in. Peaches and I went over to our like church parking lot that's by us and we were running around back and forth. And it was really cute. My old elderly neighbor couple, they were like sitting outside watching and they were just laughing because it's like our thing. I'll run to one end of the parking lot and make Peaches stay. So she can sprint all the way across and get her energy out. It's way more efficient than walking her like mm-hmm. a really long way. And she just loves it. So <laughs> that was kind of fun. Um, finished cleaning up from our event. Yeah, which I guess that is the big update. That That's the elephant in the room that we talk about. Our event that we had on Saturday. Yeah. Which was so great. I think we'll backpedal to my Saturday morning. Yeah, so we had picked this date. 
a while back. Like three months ago. Yeah, Saturday, July 23rd. We're like, okay, perfect. Let's throw it on the calendar. And I think that goes to show why I don't choose anything in advance because I'm just more a fly by the seat of my pants girl and like like to play things week to week or or maybe month to month at most. And then it turns out that Saturday, July 23rd was the day that my little bohemian neighborhood decided to have its backyard bash. So it was an all-day event from noon to like midnight. And that was like a, I should have been like a really huge sales day. So Karen and I were like, okay, well shit, how we already decided we're going to have the event. How am I going to like be open and then close? And there's going to be all these people. And is the live show going to sound okay when there's a bar downstairs and people are like drinking and screaming? So I woke up on Saturday morning and was just like, I have no idea how this day is going to unfold, but we're going to do our best and it's just going to be whatever it is. It really took me back to my Barry's days, which is the bar and nightclub I worked at for four years, where on a game day, they would do like six figures in sales and I would be bartending and there would just be a sea of people, like hundreds of people to eat for the entire day. <laughs> I feel like that job really prepared me for these type of moments. Just be like, it's just going to be crazy and there's no point in getting stressed out. So anyway, I had the store open at 10 a.m. to 4. That whole portion was pretty good. But then once it started to get a little later in the afternoon, we were like, we've got to start setting up. So we're like bringing in chairs and moving racks around in the tables and people just kept coming in. <laughs> people were like still shopping. And I and, felt bad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm ruining their experience. But no, they but, liked it. I think people were like chatting with us. Like it was fun. Yeah. But, but even before you got there, it was like I that day was so hot. It was like over a hundred degrees. And since the door had been open all day and it's on the second floor, all of the heat is rising. So I'm like, okay, I need to like shut all of the blinds and the curtains to start to cool it down. And New Wave is usually very light and bright. Mm -hmm. And so all of these people that were at this like backyard bash, most of them had never been into the shop before. So all these people are coming in. It's like their first... Uh, first impression of the store. And I'm just like sliding things around. I removed the checkout counter because we needed the desk for like our desserts. So I'm like basically checking people out on the floor. It's like so dark in there. Peaches is running around. She's like, the boyfriends are playing fetch. Everyone's dehydrated. So I'm literally taking the glassware that's for sale from New Wave and using the Brita and like giving people water. It was just it was so, so hot. <laughs> and everyone that came in, they're like, and it's hot in New Wave too, because it's so hot. outside. So I was like, probably you said it was like 79 on the thermostat, 80. Yeah, and, and I people had, were like, it feels so good in here. <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, it's like that bad outside. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, this feels so good. And we're like, it's not that cool in here, but like I'm actually personally sweating, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Better than being outside, I guess. So yeah. And so that was like that. Then yeah. So we're trying to set up for the event. And I'm like, I we I need to go home and change. Kara's like, I need to go home and change. And it was all fine. We got yeah. it all set up. Um, but before we talk about the event, I do have one thing to say because three of our event attendees couldn't find New Wave right away. And we had the sign outside for New Wave, but then customers kept coming in or like mm -hmm. event attendees that were not part of the live show. Oh, so I brought yeah. the sign in and then three people couldn't find the store. So long story short, if you're ever trying to find New Wave, it is on Apple Maps and Google Maps. There's a pink door and you can park in any of the parking lots. And on Instagram at Shop the New Wave, I have a highlight literally called Find Us with like step-by-step -step photos. So if you're ever in doubt, there's a lot of resources, but mm -hmm. I felt so bad. But they, they found it. It was like yeah. just like 10 or 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They still caught everything and got to hang out. But but yeah. we weren't looking at our we phones. We weren't looking at our phones. <laughs> we were just hanging up and hanging out. Yeah. And of course, that was backfired. So yeah, next time we'll throw in a phone number or something too. I'm like, you guys have any questions? But. Yeah, it all worked out. It was like a 10 minute delay for a few people, but yeah. Okay, so the event. Yeah, one of those things where maybe we wouldn't have picked this date looking back because it was the craziest, busiest weekend. And like, 
so many people had things going on, but you know, we live and we learn. I also like being fly by the seam of my pants too. So maybe we'll take that energy into the next one, but we had to throw it on the calendar just to be able that we could both be there, you know, with traveling and summer plans and all that whatnot. But yeah, it was so fun. We played friendship bingo. So we had like these bingo cards and you'd kind of like go around. They're just kind of like icebreakers, like share your astrology sign or share a funny date story. So people were playing that and like filling out their bingo card once they had that conversation. And then we had a little bingo winner, gave away some beauty gift and some non-alcoholic tequila from Spiritless. That was like another little bingo gift. Um, But yeah, then we did like a live recording of the show, which I feel like went really well. It was very interactive. And if you guys want to listen to that, it'll drop August 1st on the Patreon. Uh, If you didn't get to attend, or if you don't live in Omaha and you're like, dang it, I wish I could be there. Well, we videotaped it and we have the audio. So you can absolutely check that out on our Patreon, patreon.com slash already friends. But yeah, I feel like I heard great feedback. People had fun. I don't think people were expecting to have us have a third mic and get to talk, but people said it really put them out of their comfort zone, aka our last episode, but also it was really fun. And yeah, I think people met new people. People were from Omaha and the surrounding areas. So we all connected. Hopefully they can stay connected. And like we've said, like that's the point of these events is to not only connect with our listeners, but to have you guys connect with each other. And if you're listening to the show, then you have something probably similar, you know, similarities with other listeners. So totally. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool because we had people from Missouri, Kansas, and Iowa and Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And it's very unlikely that all of those people would have crossed paths had they not come to the event. And I was going to say the same thing about getting out of our comfort zone. My peak of the week rolling with the event and doing things that are a little uncomfy. I was trying to channel that energy over the last week in big and small ways. I feel like for both of us talking on the live recording at the live show was a little out of our comfort zone, but I'm proud of us. I don't feel like we were nervous. No, I think we were talking about it after the show. Like Allison was like, were you nervous? And I was like, not really. Like, were you nervous? And she's like, no. I'm like, maybe just how we were sitting in the chairs and had our mics. It's exactly how we have our mics in the recording studio. Like we, had a, we have a little boom arm. The setup is exactly the same. I'm like, I think like it tricked our brains and just thinking that we're just in a room by ourselves or together, just talking. And I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't nervous at all. Exactly. And obviously New Wave is like my space. So I feel very comfortable there. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, oh, I'm just chatting in the comfort of my own space. Yeah. And I think having people at the event that are there because they are listeners like and getting to talk with everyone for an hour because we did like an hour, an hour and a half of mingling before we started recording. I'm like, these people have good vibes. It's all good vibes here. Like, yeah. So I think it went well. Exactly. So that was like our, both of our peaks, but a few other little things outside of that that I did to get out of my comfort zone. I wore a green dress. I thought Kara, <laughs> I was going to do like comfy sweat vibes for the event. We did not talk about this. Kara shows up in a dress and we look at each other and we're like, we're not on the same page. But I was like, I brought comfy, <laughs> chill outfit in my bag and I'm wearing this dress. Which one should we do? I will do either. We're both, You're like, yeah. we were both so indifferent because it was funny because we were kind of talking. We we're like, we didn't really communicate a lot before getting here, but we both knew that it was all going to work out. Like neither of us were stressed about anything. Yeah. And so anyway, I'm like, oh shoot, I don't have a dress because since I have New Wave, my personal closet is legit like 20 hangers. It's so small. Kara can vouch. No, like I thought <laughs> there was like 14. Like, I thought it was like yeah. 10. When you say 20, I'm like, where? Where? Yeah. You had like 10 things. It's great. Because I'm, because I just like put everything at the store, especially yeah. for something I only maybe need one time. And so I just walked over to New Wave and put on this little green dress, which was out of my comfort zone because I usually wear very neutral colors. Or if it's a bright color, like a soft 
shade. And this was like a lime green dress. I felt um, like the Fairly Odd Parents. If you were going to oh, be yeah. pink, I was like, we should have used that TikTok audio. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was like, I like green. I was like, I can wear the green one. You wear the purple one. And we're like, we have five minutes before the doors open. We can't be switching dresses. Like, stop. I was like, exactly. Right. But we knew it was all going to work out. Like I was not stressed and it went so smoothly. And yeah, if you came to the event, thank you so much for coming. And shout out to Hania, uh, my friend Hania. She came down from Kansas City to be there. And she did the passing around of the mini mic for all our attendees that spoke into the mic and it was perfect. She had a great time. So she helped to lug all of those chairs up the yeah. whole flight of stairs when it was a hundred degrees. Yes. She helped cut fruit. She yeah. helped with friendship bingo. So she was... Very helpful. It was awesome. Has all the good vibes, which we love. And yeah, her and one of the attendees, she came from Missouri. They have a bunch of mutual friends. And it was just like so funny how small of a world it is. Like, and they live like 10 minutes from each other in Kansas City. So exactly. And it was cool for me to meet her. Like I've heard so much about her through you. And we know you guys have been asking for Hania to come on. (laughs) You had so many requests that are like, please have Hania on. We will. But she had to fly out yesterday and there just wasn't a chance. It was a very, very short weekend for her. All I think of us. she was here for like 36 hours and then yeah. she's off and out on a beautiful destination shoot. So it'll work out yeah. someday. We we heard your guys' request. <laughs> it's noted and we'll get to it. We'll get to it at some point. But if you want to hear, she does talk a on, lot on the Patreon <laughs> episode with the mini mic. Um, So you can check her out there for a little taste and she's the best. So, okay. So yeah, that was the event. That was my peak of the week was doing the event and getting to meet people and being back in Omaha, which is always great. And then, yeah. Any other peaks for you? Um, No, I think we could go ahead and read our listeners peaks of the week. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Madison said, on a little getaway with my family and boyfriend, finally getting a much needed break from working. That is awesome. Felt that. That's literally what I did last weekend. And we all need that detachment from our work lives sometimes. Karina said, booked a trip to Spain next month and would love all the recommendations. Yes, I love Spain. Happy to send some through. Let me know which cities you're going to and I'll absolutely send some recs. Have so much fun. Perfect. All right. And as always, send in your peaks of the week on our Instagram at We're Already Friends. Okay, great. Well, I think with all that, we can hop into today's topic, sorority life and talking about our experiences, funny stories, and yeah, I think we'll just get right into it. Okay. I think we should take it all the way back, like way back to the beginning when we were either seniors or the summer before we went to college. Did you know what a sorority was? Yes, but like super basic, bare level of knowledge. Like I just knew what it was, but like did not know what it all entailed. I just know that you were in a group and you had like letters and you wore like sweatshirts, <laughs> the letters on it. I would say that was about my impression too. Yeah. Because I wasn't even planning to go through recruitment, like really didn't even know how one got into that house. Mm-hmm. Had never really thought it through. I just also have to remember this is 10 years ago. So social media was very different. Instagram mm-hmm. was just becoming a thing. So I don't even really know how one would know about it unless you had an older sibling. Yeah. So I went to the University of Nebraska Lincoln and my freshman year, I was going to be living in a dorm with three other girls. And two of the three of them had older sisters who were in houses. And if you go through recruitment, you move into college a week early. And so I remember it was like the end of July and I was actually in Cancun with my mom. 
And the date to sign up for recruitment is usually like some deadline in the summer. And they were like messaging me like, hey, so are you going to be going through recruitment or not? Because you have to know if you're going to be like moving in a week early with us because there's like an extra fee. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know, should I be doing that? And they were like, yes. (laughs) And I was like, okay, sure. So I like, I think I had to like go into the lobby at this like resort and try to like fill out the paperwork or something. But that was like literally all I knew about it going in. I did no research. Yeah. And it was like kind of a spur of the moment decision. You're like, I I guess I'll do it. Because I guess it is kind of one of those things where it's like, you should just, if you're thinking about it, maybe you should just do it because you can always not do it, but you can't, mm-hmm. you have to wait until like the next semester or the next year if you want to do it and you decided not to at first. Exactly. I would say I was more excited to move in a week early because there's like parties before that first week mm-hmm. starts and I wanted to meet people. It wasn't even necessarily so much about recruitment. And so I think going in blind was actually kind of nice. Okay. Because yeah. I feel like I would have been a little more nervous if I had known what it all entailed. However, Mm -hmm. I could have been more prepared. Okay, yeah. And so you had no knowledge of like the process. Did you get any, um, like sometimes you can get recommendation letters from people to like people that were in houses can write you a recommendation letter. Did you do any of that? So there was like a next door neighbor to my parents' old house. She was like a mom and she was like Mm -hmm. in one house and she was like, I'll write you a letter of recommendation. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever that is. But I ended up being for a house that I wasn't particularly interested in anyway, which maybe Mm -hmm. we could get into that now. So how you went to the University of Missouri. Mm -hmm. And so that is out of state for you. So maybe tell your side like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think I would have based my decision off of doing Greek life based on literally whatever college I went to, because some colleges there's like two sororities and you don't even have to do like McKenna. Her school, I think, has like three sororities and she was already doing athletics. So she's like, I'm good. Like, so if you're going to a different school, like and if I was maybe going to a smaller school, maybe I wouldn't have considered doing it. But I went to yeah University of Missouri and there's like 15 sororities and it's like more of a bigger thing, I guess. So then I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to do this. And then I remember in the summer leading up to it, my mom was like, I'm hearing a lot about these rec letters. Like you need to get these rec letters. And I'm like, this is dumb. I don't need those. It's fine. She's like, you should just do it because I'm hearing from people that you need them. And so I tried to reach out to people, which is like where you reach out to like alumni from different houses. And it was like all my mom's friends. I'm like, will you write me one? Because I'm like, I guess I should get them. If I don't know, it's better to have it than not. But I don't, I don't think they're that as important as people say they are. I think it yeah. just depends on the house. Like, I don't think it's as important, but maybe you should just do them because I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah. I remember, I remember like scrambling to get them last minute and I signed up and then I remember shopping for outfits. And then when I got there, I realized how seriously, like people especially take it serious, like considering Missouri is like kind of a Southern, like it's in the Southern Eastern conference, like the SEC. And it's known that Southern schools take recruitment very, very seriously. And I'm like, oh, I did not take this seriously enough. Like people came ready and they had five rec letters for every house. And I'm like, what? Like I am barely like have half of them. And they have like the cutest outfits, like the cutest shoes, like everything's planned out on their bed for like the whole week. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, wait, yes. Speaking of outfits. So recruitment starts on Monday. You usually, you move in Saturday, Sunday, and then recruitment starts on Monday. And each day of recruitment has like a little bit of a different theme. There's like philanthropy day. There's like open house tour day. I'm sure it varies a little bit based on every university. But so since the days are different, you wear like different type of outfits. Like on the first day, you start like really casual. You're just like in the t-shirt usually. Mm -hmm. And then you like move. It basically gets dressier each day you go along. And so, yeah, I'm kind of like you. I... I packed some things, but I did not have this all figured out in advance. And it's like these other girls basically had spent their entire summer like looking for these outfits. Yeah, my mom was like definitely pushing me because I feel like she had heard that is more serious. And she was like, we need to go shopping.
shopping. Like you need to have stuff ready. And I'm like, it's fine. But I'm like, okay, thank God. There was like Lolo, like telling me in my ear, like you need to like be rushed. Like, what are you doing? Like you're so unprepared for this. I'm like, okay. So we like bought, you know, the two pairs of shorts. Cause I think at least for us, they give us like a packing list, two pairs of shorts or skirt or pants, mm-hmm. two dresses or pants. They were like, whatever is dressy for you, bring two of those, whatever's casual for you, bring two of those. And so that was helpful, but yeah. Yeah, mine did that too. Yeah, thankfully yeah. my mom was like, what are you doing? And like, we need to get stuff. Like you need to be ready. And so, yeah. So that, that's kind of like the background of the clothes. And I think it's even more casual now. I don't know. It would have been maybe nice to chat with like a new like, <laughs> college student now, but I think they have made it like even more casual because it, I don't know. I think- Well, it's just so long. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me about recruitment is that it is really, really long days. Like mm-hmm. you get up in the morning and you're talking all day. Okay, so maybe let's roll back. We didn't even explain what recruitment is. Yeah. So basically on these camp college campuses, there's these sorority houses and sororities are for the women and the fraternities are for the men. And each house, depending on the size of it, takes a new pledge class every year of freshmen or sophomore, freshmen or sophomore recruits. And of course, the house needs new people in it every year to keep it alive. Kind of like a sports team. Like you have to have new people coming on all the time because the older people, they graduate, they move on with their lives. So you need to keep having good, involved, invested collegiate students mm-hmm. for the house to have a good reputation. And so it's kind of like the house needs the people and then the people need the houses for networking to meet people to have that experience. So I feel like they, they're both helping each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, same with Lincoln. Definitely a school where you would want to go through recruitment, in my opinion. I agree that the vibe is very different depending on where you go to school. And just because one house has a certain reputation at one school doesn't mean like eight. I was in AKIO. AKIO is probably very different at in Colorado at a particular college or in California. Or than Missouri. It, yeah. So I feel like there's not, you can't just stereotype one house to have a certain vibe because of its reputation at one school. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, so the whole process of recruitment is getting those new people. And how you do it is that you go to all the houses the first two days and they have to spread it. I mean, depending on where you are, but for Missouri, when there's 15 houses, like you have to go to seven one day and then the rest the next day. And you're talking all day. As Allison said, you have a few breaks for lunch and maybe some downtime. And it's just hundred degrees. It's really hot out. It's exhausting. And slowly through the end of the week, like you have less and less houses to then hopefully you match with the house and the house likes you. And then like, that's how it works, which is kind of crazy. And you know, that's very controversial kind of how it all works out. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's tough because there's, you start with thousands of people that all want to be in like maybe the same houses. And then I think they only end up going with like 70 or 80 or 90 people. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it gets cut down a lot. Which is why my mom was like, get these freaking rec letters. What are you doing? Like, this is really competitive. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what was I doing? Because I really feel like if you're out of state, a letter of rec could be important because yeah. you maybe don't know as many people no in one that knows state. You. Yeah, but no one can vouch for you. Exactly. If you're going to say, I only moved from Omaha to Lincoln, it's an hour. There's probably more people that I had gone to high school with or something in these houses. So it wasn't as crucial. But I feel like what I didn't realize as being someone going through recruitment was 
should we say this? Like that they know you. So every person going through recruitment, these houses have like a slide of you. Oh, they stalk you. Yeah. So you might think that they don't know who you are. They know what clubs you were in, what your social media accounts look like, if you're dating someone, what trips you took that summer. So actually thinking back now, I do kind of remember trying to keep my socials really clean that summer because I had heard, you know, not to post like drunk idiot stuff. So I had like gone on a mission trip to Puerto Rico. So I like, I think I really milked that (laughs) on my like socials. 12 posts. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, look at me. I'm traveling and I'm like cleaning up trash and I'm doing all these good things. I don't know, which I was, I truly did want to do that. Yeah. But yeah. So while if you're a sophomore, junior or senior, you're going to be the person like interviewing the new recruit. When you apply for recruitment, you give them all your activities and you mm-hmm. fill out all that stuff. So all that information goes to the houses. So when you're filling out that and you say, oh, I'm in student council, oh, I'm on the debate team, like they get all of that mm-hmm. um, and your grades and whatnot. And then they're going to match people like, oh, were you in theater? Like sophomores, juniors, seniors, who was in theater? Let's match you with some theater people because maybe you guys could connect on that and talk about that. So I think it works out for the better because then totally. you get matched with people to interview them and like talk with them that have similar interests and which is always good. But yeah, it is kind of crazy how much information they know about people. It's yeah. crazy. And they'll have like your picture there. So, okay. So going back, you said you get your schedule. So let's say on the first day, you have to go to seven houses. You'd have your little thing. And maybe that first round, it's like 20 minutes here. So it's like, you're going on a little field trip around to these houses. So you stand outside in a long line in a very specific order. And the people inside the house that are already in the sortie are also in a very specific order. But when I was going through recruitment, I didn't know that. I thought there was just girls inside and I walked in and I ended up with someone. And like the interviewers, like when you walk through the door and you meet them, like you already know everything about them, but you're like, hi, what's your name? (laughs) And then you're like, I'm Allison. And then they, they already know like everything you're going to say. Oh my gosh. You're so right. And then if someone was like, when they open the doors and they ring the bells to start, if someone like fainted or something and threw off the order. So maybe like someone was like, I don't feel well, I need to run to the bathroom. And they're in the middle of the line, like a freshman. The people inside are freaking out. They're like, yes. oh no, the order's messed up. Now all the back people are getting matched, like the wrong, which is not a big deal. But there's like, but it's like, there's like shoe-ins. So you have like, from yes. my house, you oh my had gosh, extra yes. people that would stand off to the side. So that yes. way, if there was something, you would be the person, the filler. The filler. Yeah. So that it, it Oh my gosh, you're so right. Cause like right before, I don't know if people will realize this, but right before they do like the air horns, they did air horns in my school. Talk about traumatic. Like, <laughs> and like all the rounds started. I'm like, this is literally it's like, like a camp. It's like a camp or like, is this Squid Games? Like, what's yes. going on? Okay, that's really not comparable at all, but it was very intense. And they would, the, uh, what is it called? What's the people that run the thing? The recruitment chair? Or like on the PNM? No. P- oh, uh, oh my gosh. Rogam. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's called something different for us. Yeah. Each school. Okay. Because there's the the people going through recruitment will have like a, a little leader that takes them around to the houses. So that way you're not just like lost wandering around <laughs> the campus. Yeah. So you're like, your camp and, counselor will say, yeah. takes you to the houses, but that person's actually a member of one of the sororities, but they can't say which one. Yeah. So people volunteer from all the different houses to make it possible for the freshmen, which is awesome. And apparently one of the best experiences ever. So if you ever join a house, think about doing whatever it's called at your school where you volunteer to help the freshmen find their houses because everyone that I know that did it like absolutely loved it. It sounds so fun. I mean, then you get to meet yeah. people from all the different houses and 
And if you're someone who didn't want to be an interviewer, like yeah. one of the sophomore, juniors or seniors in the house, like interviewing people, I, I feel like it would be way less pressure to just like be a nice person to lean on and help these young women go through it yeah. instead of like drilling them with questions. Yeah, but they always run up to the houses before the round starts with the list of like, who's all here because they take attendance and that's how mm-hmm. all that happens. So if you're going into it thinking that you're going to get randomly matched with someone, maybe you will. I mean, obviously not every single house does it the same. Maybe the houses that you're going to do just give you to random people. But I know for me from behind the scenes, like your match with people based on your interests and stuff. That's how mine was too. And then you would have like a spot. So the interviewer would grab the potential new member. That's what we were saying. The PNM. Yes. Okay. So we could use those terms. So yeah. you have the recruiter and then you have the PNM, the potential new member. So they come into the house and there's at my house, we already had a spot where you would sit. That way everyone didn't end up sitting on top of each other and there was room for everyone. So it's like every single round say like I would go talk to a girl by the fireplace and that's how they could like fit everyone in there. Mm-hmm. And, but would you ever act like, like, hmm, where should we sit yeah. today? Oh, and like totally. you pretend like, let's look around. That room looks a little let's go into this room. And you're like pretending like, it's like, no bitch, you literally have a seat. You cannot just go pick a room. Like that's not even an option, but you're pretending like it is. And then you bump. So then to not talk to the same person the entire time on some of the longer days, there's like a person who wasn't interviewing someone yet will come up to you and they'll be like, oh my gosh, hi, Kara and Elena. Like, Elena, it's so nice to meet you. Kara, do you mind if I like take Elena with me? And either this other girl and Elena will go off and have a different conversation or she'll sit in Kara's spot Mm -hmm. and then keep talking. And when you're the PM going through this, it seems so seamless. Like you're just like, oh, cool. Like now I'm going over New here. New person. Yeah. Sure. But this is all like so strategically organized because they the house wants to get as many people to talk to these new members as possible so that you can get a good read. Because I agree. It sucks that you're basically getting judged in 20 minutes if you're going to be in the house or not. So that is why the filling out the sheet in advance of all of the information, trying to talk to as many people is important because that way it's not just like one girl's opinion in 20 minutes. Yeah. And I think that's good because think of it, it's a house of 300 people, maybe. You're not going to get along with every single person in the house. And yeah. that would stink if you talk to a PNM and maybe you guys didn't hit it off as well, but like they're still an awesome fit for the house. And then that other person's opinion could be like, oh, no, I, I really liked her. Like, let's continue like bringing them back. So... As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then let, okay, let's say the round ends and you walk your P&M out the door. This is the other hilarious behind the scenes thing. Since you're talking to so many people, you immediately go take notes. So around the whole house, like on the main floor, like underneath the pillows, like in a book on a bookshelf, you have a little piece of paper or your phone or something. And you'll be like, okay, so I just talked to Elena. This is what we talked about. This is what I thought, because then you have to go into the computer at the end or at the end of the day when everyone meets and you kind of like decide. You like vouch for that person or not, which is literally insane. And like, so if you are a freshman going through, try to have good conversations because that's truly what it's all based off of. It's just based off conversations, which I know, again, like as I mentioned before, it's kind of controversial how Greek life works, but I don't know what would be a better system. Like what is a better system than speed dating? Like basically. Because the way the fraternities do it, they do it over the whole summer. Yeah. And they like throw these parties and then they like go and hang out in a more natural setting. I think that's kind of nice, but also then, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't work in logistics. Who knows? (laughs) But that's just how it is for now. And so, okay. So we get through all the rounds. You go through the house tours. This is something I really wanted to shout out though. As a potential new member, as someone going through recruitment, if you have your heart set on certain houses and you think that you're going to fit in really well there, do remember that the house knows the vibe of the house and honestly knows if you would fit in the house more than you would fit in. Because you might look at that house and be like, oh, I would fit in there perfectly. But how do you know that? You don't really know any of those girls. You maybe look at their social media accounts and think that maybe you'd want to get in. But the house, like made up of all of those people, probably knows if you would be a better fit for that or not. Kind Mm -hmm. of in the same way that a job works. Like a company knows if you'll be a good fit because they know what the company culture is like. And you might really want that job and it could work, but it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I think like one of the toughest parts with recruitment is getting rejected. And I know like everyone goes through that because what happens is with each day or each couple of days, you get less and less houses because you're eliminating houses, but also like, unfortunately houses can be eliminating you. And so you might get your sheet back and like, you're like super excited to see like a house on your list and they're not there. And you're like, what the heck? Like I thought we vibed so well, but I mean, it's just like a thing of like, there are just so many people. Mm -hmm. And literally I I know for us, it started at 2,200 and there were 90 spots. Like think about that. Like that means all these people Mm -hmm. are going through the exact same thing and also have like the exact same thought processes. So I think that's something that is probably one of the most challenging things for people. Because it's like, ugh, that rejection like sucks. And rejection and they, in all they probably don't know what the rejection yeah. is. But you also have to remember like, let's say a house maybe really, really cares about their grade point average. Mm, and yeah. they might have a minimum of like a three, six for you to even be considered to go into that house. So you might've like vibed with everyone and gotten along and been a good fit. But maybe you had like a 2.8 GPA and they were like, there's an overall house GPA that gets like reported to nationals. And so they're like, ah, we just, we have to have people who take school seriously. So just know that there's so many factors that go into it too, from whether they think you're going to be an involved person. Like if you're just someone who's going out and partying all the time and that house cares about like, no, we want people who are going to be on our clubs, who are going to help with like philanthropy work and do this stuff. And they're like, I don't know, besides maybe being pretty and cool, like, is this person going to add anything to the house? Are they going to help raise the reputation of this house? Mm -hmm. So there is a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of factors. And I think 
I mean, it's so corny. I remember that all, they're always saying like, just trust the process. And it's kind of crazy now that we're like reflecting on this. I feel like that does parallel so much with like later in life. Like you said, like, I feel like you get rejected more from applying for jobs. And that is kind of the same exact feeling. Like you said, like company culture, like I have so many friends that have been applying for jobs and like, they think it's like the dream place and they're going to fit in so well and they get rejected. And I'm like, that's kind of like the same process. It really is. You do kind of just have to trust the process of life and that you're going to end up in the place that's best for you. And it's, it's hard though. It's like, yeah, it's very tough. Yeah. Okay. So slightly explaining a few more logistics. So like the first day or two, you know your schedule mm-hmm. and how Kara was just saying, you might not get the houses you want. So each new day after that, in the morning, you get a list of what houses you were asked to come back to for like a further interview. Mm-hmm. And so I think for mine, let's say there's 16 on the first two days. Then Wednesday, maybe there's 12 houses. Mm-hmm. And then on Thursday, I think it goes down to like six. And then on Friday, there's three only three houses you go to. And then Saturday is bid day where you just go to the house that you got. Hopefully matched with. Yes. Like you wrote as your or second or third choice. And yeah, I think they, they should go into that too. Yeah. Okay. So from the, your side of things, like for, as someone going through recruitment, what, do you want to explain uh, how you vote? Because we, you get a vote too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once you go through those rounds, so maybe it's like the first round with all the houses. If there's 15 houses, then you rank in your paper. One, two, three, four, five. Like which ones you would love to be at which ones you would like medium love to be at and like which ones like you think were better fit for like other people. Um, and you'd send that in and then they would do this magic. I don't even know how they did it, but you would write it down and you'd go turn it in and then they would like do math all night and like figure <laughs> yeah. out who ends up where. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these poor people, they're like sleep deprived figuring all this out. But yeah, that's how that process works. Then when you were at eight houses then you would go and rank your eight in order. And then when you were at six and you'd rank those one, two, three, four, five, like who, and then you're just hoping that the house is like also ranking you in their, I don't even remember how that works, but like they submit a list of like the number one people that they want back and who their medium people are that they'd want back. So point being, it comes from both sides. Both yes. people kind of get a say and you hope that- You're saying the same things. Yes. And so let's go to the day where there's three houses, mm-hmm. which I feel like is the most anxiety ridden day because that's where you're like, did I make the cut? Because it drops down so much at it that point. It drops so fast. And then that's when you're like, okay, I only have three, Three options, and I hope to God that they're the three I wanted. When you got that day, what what was it like for you? Yeah. So even like to backtrack a little bit, and how we were saying before we went in, I know that you can like look up their Instagrams, the sororities, and you can like look up or talk to people that go to that school and be like, which house do you think I'm a good fit for? But I did none of that. Like I went in so blind, almost. Where I'm like, maybe I should have like done like a little research on the houses, but like totally went off conversations. Like I did not know any reputations of anything because I'm I was out of state. Like it's not like I had. Mm. I know how you said you knew people from high school that were in different houses. I don't know how much research you did before, but even just like knowing some people from high school and seeing what houses they're in, maybe you could be like, oh, I love that person from that grade. Like, you know, no, even just like that kind of basis. I had none of that. And I was like, afterwards, I was like, maybe I should have done this like a <laughs> little bit because even those conversations like could be a little tricky because maybe they're matching you with like three perfect people. Maybe that's mm-hmm. like, that's like 1%. I don't know. Not, that's not all the cases, but like, what if those are the only three people in that whole house that vibe with you that well? But when I was done my three houses and even like my six, I literally only wanted Kyo and that's what I got. Thank goodness. But like, I wasn't saying that out loud, but in my head, I'm like, that's literally the house for me. I love everyone I talk to every single time I go there. That feels like home. And I was just like really banking on that. So that was my thought process. And I'm like, I hope that it works out. <laughs> wow. Okay. I had kind of a crazy experience. Like you said, I had a little bit of an idea. So my top three were AKO, Kappa Kappa Gamma, and Theta. And I like really was so torn. Like some people like you, you're like, this is the one I want. I was 
I could see myself in any of them. And there was pros and cons to each because AKO's reputation when I went in wasn't that good yet. They were like kind of the party house, but... I felt like so many people were getting really good vibes of migrated people going through recruitment. Everyone was like, wow, physically the house is just like a beautiful, it's on the corner. It has a yard. So living in is like a really great scenario. And the bedrooms were really nice. The girls were so cool. I just like got such a good read on it, but I was kind of getting in my head. But amongst talking to other people, everyone was like, suddenly I want AKO this year. Where in the past, like Theta was kind of like a really top house, but I had heard that and all of this, take it with a grain of salt. Those are like the type of girls that would like hook up with your boyfriend, but they seemed so cool. And it was like such a well-known house. And then Kappa at my school was more of like the bro chicks. And so I felt like I could play any of those roles. I was like, I could be the party girl. I could be the cool girl. I could be like the chill girl. Like I could see myself in any of them. At Lincoln, AFE is like the top house, but I'm not going to wear makeup every single day. So I already knew like, I was like on the first day, I was like, I hope to God I do not get asked back to this house. Even though it's a great house, it would have been a terrible match for me. So thankfully... I opened to those three houses and going around, I was like, I don't know how to choose. I would literally think I cried because I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to pick because I felt like all three of them really wanted me. So I felt like I was going to get a bid from all three of them and whatever one I put first, like that's ultimately what I was going to get. And I was like, fuck, what if I ruin this like choice? And then it's like, it's all my fault because then I picked the wrong one. And so I actually... I was the last one to leave the room and I had put down Kappa. And literally the second I walked out, I was like, wrong choice. Should have picked AKO because I like went into my mind and I was like imagining myself on bid day the next morning opening Kappa. And I like started crying. I was like, no, I want that to say AKO. It was like, mm-hmm. I had to like future put myself in a situation. And I like ran back inside and I was like, can you get my paper out? I know it's too late, but I was like, I have to change it. Like I'm literally freaking out. Like it just became so clear all of a sudden. And then on bid day, I did open to AKO and oh, I'm like getting email things about it. I just like, I loved my house so much. Mm-hmm, same. Yeah, I opened my card too and it was Coyote. I didn't even think that it wasn't going to be, which I'm like, girl, you should have been worried <laughs> yeah. now that you're on the other side <laughs> yeah. and you know how it works. I'm like, you dumbass. Like you should have been freaking out because I was, I'm just going to get Kyle. Like I just know the vibes are so good. It just felt so right. But now I'm like, what the hell? And I just put my two and three and I was like, I'm just going to swap them. Like, I don't, it doesn't even matter. I'm like, what? Like I should have put another one. <laughs> it really could have been like that. Like things like right. accidents happen flukes happen someone who like should have been in like a certain house like they just be grades it could just be like they're so similar to someone else and that person has like a 0.1 higher gpa Mm -hmm. and like that person gets a spot and it's like stuff like that happens so i like definitely recommend taking it seriously allison said if you're having like second thoughts on a certain house definitely make sure that you like follow through and think about it because yeah i'm like wow now that i've seen the other side i should have been like a little more concerned but you know everything happens for a reason but yes i also was super happy with the house i ended up with so i guess that takes a bid day where you all show up somewhere whether that's like the football field at your school or like a big open part of the campus and they hand out your letters and which is like super scary then you all open yeah. your letters at the same time. And the guys are around too. Like everyone's oh, waiting. It's terrible. Actually, like, I hate a bid day. It's such a spectacle. <laughs> it really is. And then you're receiving that news in front of a ton of people. Right. And like some people, some maybe, you know, I was so excited to open AKO, but there could have been a girl next to me who got AKO and it might have, maybe was like the second choice. And she was like, she's or crying because she's upset. Choice. Yeah. yeah. That's like the worst thing that ever happened to them. So there's so many different emotions going on with everyone, but you're just supposed to smile and be 
like, everything's perfect. Like, this is going to be my college. No, you're so right. Ours was on, which I think they ended up moving it because it became such a spectacle. But when I went through, it was on our main quad. And the whole quad is bordered, rows deep with people. Mm -hmm. You would think we're at a a football. It's like a football game when the team comes out. Yeah, we're (laughs) we're literally the team. We were the entertainment. And it's it's moms and like sisters Mm -hmm. that are there. Like, they were in the house too. And they're celebrating. But it's literally also fraternity people that are just think it's hilarious. Watch everyone. Like film and, and film photos. And it's, it's scary, actually. I hated it. So at Mizzou, they ended up moving it to a private location because wow. it was, Good. and they would let moms and stuff come in still and sit around, but they were like, no fraternity boys. Like it's traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. Like, because at my day, can I just walk you through my bid day? Yes, please. Okay. I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, and you would think Omaha to Columbia, Missouri is like not that different in weather, but like, no, Columbia is so much more humid. It is literally 10 times more humid. So hot. I've never felt this type of humidity in my life. And it was like filling my lungs. And I felt like I literally couldn't breathe. I was like, I'm still not used to it. Like if you're from Missouri, you know, it was so hot out and it's like 11 a.m. The sun's just beating down on you. You open your car and then you have to run, which they- Why? Yeah, why? why? Literally just why? Walk it's to the houses. Hill, which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, everyone's like running. I'm like, what is this? They're running It's like a bowls. parade and there's like signs. And people and- are yelling and screaming and stuff. And so like you're running in this heat. And I remember like I got to the house and I was, I need water. Like I need ice water right now. And I'm trying to be excited because I was excited, but I was like, I'm literally going to faint right now if I don't get water. And so we like got inside and got water, got in the AC. And then I don't know, like, I think they did like kind of release people in stages. And I think I was like, I think I was in like the back of the quad. And so all the first wave, second wave, third wave people like got to the house before me. So I was like, kind of like the last wave we get to eat lunch and all the food's gone. I literally almost started crying. I think I did like cry a little bit. A little tear. Because I was like, I'm so hungry and I'm going to faint. And so like, and it's such a long day. Like you're going to be there the whole afternoon. So like around one, I think we opened it at cards at 11, ran there like, cause you have to mingle. You have to take pictures. Like mm-hmm. you take a great, cause you're supposed to be happy. It's supposed to be fun. Like it felt weird because I was like excited, but it like wasn't fun. Like at the same time, like I was just like so overwhelmed. Cause like, here's all your new best friends. I'm like, this is so weird. Like what? And so after we took all the photos, after we did like the little activities and stuff, I was like, can we please go get food? My like now big, my big Sam, who was like my little welcome buddy, like camp counselor of the house now. We like wanted to do Jimmy John's one of the other girls that didn't get Aww. food and they bought us Jimmy John's which was nice but I was like the next year I was like <laughs> once I was on the other side yeah. I was like there better be enough food that was the worst experience of my life it like actually like ruined the day totally because <laughs> I was so hungry no I think it's good to shout that it isn't the best day ever for some people even no. if you get the house that you wanted because there's so much pressure around literally people say bid day best day ever and then there's also okay so I'll walk I'll go back to mine yeah. so I opened mine and I also wanted to shout that Theta, that other house that I was considering, there was some girls in the house that I vibed with so much. And I was like, so afraid to let them down because like, if those few girls had been in AKO, I would have been like, this is perfect. We can all go over there. But how you said you didn't want to choose one house just off of a few cool people, even though at Theta, the few girls that I interviewed with, I felt like I connected with them deeper. I got a hunch that I wouldn't connect with the whole house mm-hmm. as a whole as well to where at AKO, I didn't have any like really, really specific deep connections with a few individuals, but the whole house, I was like, I got a better read from, if that yeah. makes sense. And mm-hmm. so I was so afraid to then have to see the people that recruited me from other houses and tell them that I didn't choose them because I didn't want them to take it personal. And so anyway, I get over to Akio, which is the furthest house down. So same thing. You're hot. It's so overstimulating. But I will say from once I arrived there, the first few hours, it was kind of like the best day ever. Like 
out on our lawn. It was so cute. We had the, also every house has like a bid day theme. Mm-hmm. I think, I think all the schools do that. And our theme was really, really cute. It just like really matched my style. I felt like so they like give you a t-shirt and we have to post pictures from midday. <laughs> yes. um, and I just felt like I looked cute. Everyone looked cute. Everyone was being in a really good mood. There were some other girls that were going through recruitment with me that also got AKO and we were like bonding over that. And some of the older girls were just being really welcoming. Yeah. And I just was like, okay, I for sure made the right choice. But then I had completely lost my voice really mm. by the end of the day. And like so, everyone does. You're like dead. Yeah. Your vocal cords like don't work. Yes. Because you've been talking all day for seven days. So fun fact, I actually used to have a very high pitched voice. And after going through recruitment, losing my voice, I permanently damaged my vocal cords. So now this voice that you guys hear, that's a little lower, a little raspy, all thanks to sorority recruitment. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? That's terrible. Because I went into the doctor and they were like, I was like, I can't get my voice back. Like it's been months. And they were like, oh yeah, you actually damaged it. So another shout to take your vitamin C and like nurture your voice during that week. And Mm -hmm. after in the evenings, definitely like try to lay low and get some sleep. And it's so loud in houses so too. Loud. So you'd like scream and they can't even hear you if you're not tosso. That's tough. Super tough. I don't really know how you would avoid it. I don't know. I didn't even like consider that going in. But so that was by the end of Saturday, I like had no voice. And so everyone's like trying to meet each other and mingle. And I'm like, I don't know. I like don't have a voice at this point. And so I think I was so tired that whatever the nighttime activity was, I don't even think I went and did it. I was like, I got my house. The day was fun. Like, I'm just going to go back to my mm-hmm. dorm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do we have anything else about bidet? Um, no, I think it's craziness. <laughs> it's either fun or it's not fun. If you don't have fun, if you didn't have fun, I agree. <laughs> it's okay. It's a, There's a lot of pressure to have fun. And I feel like it's, it's just overwhelming for some people. It was very overwhelming for me, which I'm like extroverted and I love that kind of stuff. But again, it was like 100 degrees, so hot. And yeah, I think everything that came after that was great. And I loved it all of it. Wow, was that wow, was a that? whirlwind. Two things I thought of that we should say. One, to tie this in to the podcast, how do you feel like someone could be a good friend to someone during this time? If you're going through recruitment and it is like your best day, you got your house. But like one of my roommates, she didn't get the house she wanted. And so it was really hard because then I came back to my dorm and I actually had got the house she wanted. And so it was really hard for us, I feel like in that moment to exchange how our day went. Um, so do you have any advice for someone who, what they could say to a friend that maybe didn't get the house they wanted or anything along those lines? Yeah, I definitely had friends in that situation, which was like such a bummer and that's never fun to deal with. And I think I was just cautious of how I was like talking and just really trying to connect with that person outside of talking about Greek life. Like, I think that just comes with being self-aware. Imagine if someone had something that you wanted and, you know, maybe in the grand scheme of things, it's not as big of a deal. But at that time, like that was a really big deal. I, I was just like not talking about that kind of stuff, which I know is hard, but like you have your other friends that are also in those houses that you can tell them those stories about the fun people you met on bid day or like the things that you did afterwards. Like I know when I was with my friend who it didn't end up working out, I don't think she ended up following through with recruitment. We just didn't talk about it. And I don't know if that's the advice that people want to hear, but I just like that's rude. Like if you're yeah. like sh- gloating in their face, like I was just trying to be so low key about mm-hmm. it. And yeah, there's like more to the college experiences, more to life. Like I know that we went to the big barbecue that the school has. Being a good friend is just like knowing when to like not shout things from the rooftops and throw it in their face. Absolutely. And there's always spring recruitment, mm-hmm. which is a nice option. If someone didn't get the house they wanted in the spring, there's like a mini recruitment, which is 
it's a very, very different process. Not every school offers it, but there is like a second chance. There's always, they could not take a bid card from the house that they didn't want. They could decline it and then Mm -hmm. go through again next year. Yeah. Those are two options. And Oh, shoot. What did I just think of? Um, Oh, I also think during the whole recruitment process for the whole week, it's so important to not say anything bad about any house. Like there are no bad houses. Like after you come out of a house and just be like, to be talking shit on them, that might be someone's like number one choice. So Mm -hmm. just saying it from like, maybe that's not the house for me or I didn't really connect with it, but not like shitting on the entire house as a whole. Okay, and on the flip side, I have seen TikToks of people that were sophomores, juniors, seniors doing recruitment at their house, like at their certain college. And they were just saying how horribly mean the other side of it is and like how girls would talk about potential new members in a terrible light. And like, I could not relate to it at all at our school, like at least in my house. If you said anything mean or negative about a potential new member, you were kicked out of recruitment. They're like, there's a nice way to say that like there are other people that we think are a better fit. Mm-hmm. So I did see like someone's TikTok and they're like, we would like people would stand up and make fun of people. And I'm and, like, just like total mean girl, like actual how like movies and shows portray. And I'm like, that would literally have never happened. Like I remember like having a conversation with someone who I just thought was maybe like a better fit for somewhere else. And I remember standing up and like saying it in like a way that was like, this person's awesome, but like I can see them like thriving this place. Mm-hmm. So like if you have this idea that people are like going behind doors and doors closed and like talking crap about you, like at least know that there are houses that like that is not allowed at all. Mm-hmm. Cause like, that's just terrible. It's not cool to talk about people like that. So yeah, my house didn't do that either. Yeah, we would do pro con pro. So for each person that we would like say, put on the PowerPoint, everyone would talk about them. Someone would have to say like a pro, something really nice. And yes. only one person in the entire house was allowed to say a con. Yes. And then to end it on a high note, someone else still had to say a pro about them. Yeah. And our cons could not be like anything shallow or mm-hmm. like it was literally like very nice positive ways like say that someone was just a better fit elsewhere so I do kind of want to vouch for the stories on that end because I know people say like they're so mean they just like laugh at people and it's like literally no our advisors and like people like running it inside had no tolerance for like meanness or judging people on like the surface level. You just made a really good point. There are much older members of the sorority <laughs> that are like in their 40s and 50s. There's like a board of them that are there to moderate. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just like random 19, 20 year olds running the whole show. Yeah. There's people who have like been there year after year yeah. and like keep it the process going in a smooth and orderly way, which is very generous of those people because they do it like all on volunteer basis. Just, yeah. Just to make the houses keep coming back every year. Would you ever do it? <sighs> That takes a special soul. I would maybe be an advisor for a different part of the chapter. Like there's different advisors that help out with um, like the philanthropies or coming to the chapter, like weekly meetings and just making sure that I maybe do that. Okay. Um, what about you? Would you ever be a recruitment advisor? Yeah, I probably would. That's awesome. I mean, I, I don't ever see myself living back in Lincoln again though, which I guess you could do it for you a just different for chapter or two oh, yeah. at like a different university. I think yeah. you could do that. Yeah. But I was kind of weird. Even after I graduated, I actually went back to help with recruitment like two years in a row. Mm-hmm. I went back and I made all of the bulletin boards because I love art things and I was still living in Lincoln and I was like, you know what? Would you guys mind? I was like, I will pay for all of the supplies. I just really want to do the bulletin boards. And they were like, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Come on in, you washed up (laughs) AKO. Yeah. You're welcome here. No, I was literally like, there's all these like little babies. I'm like 23. And they're like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm really old. You see (laughs) my picture on the wall over there? That's me. (laughs) Is there anything else with like the recruitment process or things out sororities? Any thoughts that you have around it in general? 
Okay, so each house does their point system different or whatever. Mine, just like if you went to Monday night meetings or you went to some of these philanthropy events, you got points. And then your points racked up all freshman year. Then when you got to sophomore year, which is when you have the opportunity to live in, that's how they decided what you got. So the people with the most points, yeah, got to decide who their roommate was first and then first pick on the room and Mm -hmm. a parking spot. So depending on how your school might do it or that particular house might do it, I was so glad that I was super involved freshman year Mm -hmm. because I ended up getting one of the top choices for a room and eventually and a parking spot. But I actually lived in junior year too because I loved it so much. And junior year, I got a one man. Like I literally got a whole bedroom to myself, which was awesome. Wow. That's really nice. Yeah. That was the same for us. Like we had a point system based on how involved you were with homecoming, which is a whole nother topic and a crazy thing that Mizzou started homecoming, quote unquote, apparently. So really, Mm -hmm. we were the first homecoming. You know, there are other schools that claim it too, but apparently Jeopardy and the NCAA recognize Mizzou as the first homecoming. Cool. Um, (laughs) Kind of random. Okay. Yeah. So we had the exact same process for points and picking a room. And I think I was somewhere in like the top 20s of 90 for points. And I got an awesome room and a good roommate. So it all worked out. And then eventually, so you lived in, then when it comes time to be on a, a board, so you can either be like the head of a club or like a chair, or there's like the actual executive board, which mm-hmm. is like the really serious positions. Did you know that you really wanted a position in the house? What What was your experience like with that? Um, yeah. So as Allison mentioned, there's like the clubs and each one has more and more responsibility. So as a sophomore, I knew that I wanted to be like a little bit involved. So I was one of the social media chairs with one of my really good friends, B. We're still really good friends, uh, which is so fun. And like, that was kind of when the rise of like having a good Instagram and having a good website came and like making good videos, which really, <laughs> that's such actually another hilarious topic is the sorority recruitment video phase oh of life. Oh my God, I forgot that about that. That came and died really fast um, because they were like so shallow and like, yeah. Superficial, which is so funny. Basically what those were is they would hire a videographer to come on bid day or just to put clips together throughout the year. Running around campus. Go to YouTube, look up like sorority recruitment promo video. They're so overhyped and overglamorized. I don't think that they make them anymore. Like I feel like they banned them because nationals are like, you guys are literally running around <laughs> in like bikinis. Like <laughs> fucking stop. This oh is absurd. Um, but I know like me and B saw all these like kind of superficial ones going around like at different schools. And we like took a spin on it and made like a more wholesome one. And it it kind of was viral for the time. And then after that, everyone was doing like that kind of spin. So not saying that we did that first, but like we did really like never did the superficial thing. And we kind of did do like the more wholesome approach early on. So so I did marketing chair for a year and then I wasn't really thinking about executive board, but then slowly older people started coming up to me, really encouraging me to do it. They saw that in me and I'm really happy that those people came to me because I wasn't really thinking about it. But then once the idea like started going in my brain, I like couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was like, okay, I really want to do this. Like this sounds really challenging and awesome. But the thing is for my sorority, you cannot tell people that you're going to run for president. Like you're just supposed to, in their eyes, we're just supposed to show up to chapter, like the weekly meeting and the house is just supposed to nominate who they think is best. And then like people are just supposed to, like those people step out and then everyone deliberates and it's supposed to just happen in that room. Like if there's not campaigning, there's not like- Really? Oh, yeah. mine was. Okay, yeah. So for Chi Omega, I keep saying Chi, but it's technically Chi Omega. There's no petitioning. Like they just want, 
those people who are really supposed to shine in those roles to be like called out from members of the chapter. So I think I told like one of my roommates and then that obviously like spread like wildfire. Like, you know, nothing stays like really just in that room. But I did only, I told like one person that I was thinking about running. And then they, in that room, they were like, okay, who do we think should be president? And then people listed like four people and then we all stepped out and then people deliberated. And they're like, okay, who do you think should be vice president? Those who will step out, come back in. Then they just like go through all the positions and then they vote at the end of the day and then they tally it. I think they haven't answered like an hour or so. Whoa, that's so fast. So different yeah. from my experience. We had to like give like a whole fucking presentation. Wow. Yeah, so everyone knew in advance, like you knew exactly who you were running up against. And then people were like putting together their like presentations because so you come into the room in front of everyone and you like do your little pitch and then you and the people whoever ran for that position leave and then everyone votes. So, yeah, that's I I don't know if I can say which one I think is better. I mean, I kind of liked my process because yeah, yeah, I don't do anything. I stood in the stairwell across like down on the other side of the house. And so I kind of like that because then the people who are going to be quote unquote like governed by this exec board are making the decisions and not being, I don't know how flashy these presentations are, but like then it's like they're making the decision. It's not based on like what, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think- I think pros and cons both because there were some people who said that they were going to run for a position and like talked a big talk. But then when they did their presentation, it's kind of like, you know, politics. You get to hear what their ideas were and what they Mm -hmm. promised. And the people that didn't even put anything into their presentation, you were like, oh, they didn't have the time to put together this five minute presentation. Why would they be a good fit for this role. Wow. So I do think it really brought to light and helped me vote because I was like, oh, I thought that they would take it serious, but they're obviously not. Maybe that person's super talented, but like they're not passionate about it. Yeah. Like someone who's maybe not as talented has like way more passion and ideas and stuff. Yeah. Mm. So that was my experience. So I came back and then they put up a poster. I think it was like two, three hours later. And my name was on the poster for president. And that's how it happened. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So talk about being president. Yeah. Did you like it? I loved being president and- at my school, the sororities are huge. So there was like 350 members. So actually one of the fun facts I learned while being president, because you get to meet with the other presidents and you do that monthly and you really do get to network with all the other sorority houses. of the other houses. Of the other houses, yeah. yes. And one of the people were saying is like, a president of a sorority at Mizzou governs more people than like the average CEO of a company in the US. Wow. So like you are literally like operating like a, a mid-sized company when you're, because it is kind of like a business because you have a budget, you have to think about that budget how you're spending it, work with like the VP of finance, make sure everything's going well with the house and how you're planning your events. You're not spending too much money on buses or food. Like it's all a lot. Yeah. And making sure that people aren't acting out because there's always going to be situations that happen and you have to govern all of, all of the other VPs. Yeah. And so... Did you have a, another job while you were doing that? Because I feel like at my school, most people that were on exec boards really didn't have another job because like that was their job. Yeah, I had a part-time job as a marketing director for our ticket office, which we sold all like Mizzou concerts and different shows that came into town stuff, but that wasn't like anything crazy. My boss was awesome and I had a lot of time to do both things. So I don't know if that would count, but yeah, yeah I like had a you, part-time job. It but you would say you probably couldn't do like, a you know, 20, 30 hours. Yeah, yeah, no, I... I could not, know. So yeah, my responsibilities were all over the place. And then you're also meeting with your nationals because we had a national organization that governed our sorority. And like you have meetings with them to make sure that you're upholding the standards that they set forth. And you go to like conferences and stuff. And yeah. And then you're just also like talking to people and like making sure people are happy. And then yeah, there are like the disciplinary, which I feel like everyone always talks about like the disciplinary. And I hated the meetings when people got in trouble. I'm like, all this stuff is so stupid. Like that you're in trouble for. Like, I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. Like, 
just say you're sorry. Let's move on. Like, you know, like I hated that part. That was terrible. But yeah, the president has to be in the disciplinary meetings with like the head of discipline person. Which... The people that were willing to do head of discipline, special soul. I couldn't do that either. Like disciplining your peers. That's I know. so hard. No, it's terrible. I, I like couldn't. Did you guys call it CR? So if you got in trouble, you would you would get a little email that you had to go to the next CR meeting, which at mine was called critical review. And they, um, they like present to you your bad behavior and then you like decide what's going to happen. I had to go to CR so many times. Wait, okay. I'll tell that story quickly. I'll just share. My, yeah, I was going to say, what, 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 what did I do? Yeah. I, by this point, was already working at Barry's and okay. was like a full-time manager there. So I didn't feel like exec was something that I could handle. So I was by no surprise the recycling chair. Oh so my gosh, I took cute. care of all the recycling in the we house. one of those. Did you? And so I'd like go through everyone's rooms and make sure that all of their bottles and everything got put in recycling and I'd take it out every day and every week and make sure. So it's very on brand for me. Yeah. And I was also the cultural chair because I was studying German in college. So it was my job to like post on our little bulletin board, like fun cultural activities that were happening around campus. So that was about the extent of it, but I was like at everything. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I was the person that didn't have an actual job, but I was like the first person everyone asked. So since I lived in for two years, everyone was like, oh, Allison will always say yes. And I had a parking (laughs) spot and like I had my one man room and I made enough money in college since I was working that I could kind of say yes to things that people asked. So I feel like I got the best of both worlds because I was able to be really involved, but not actually have commitments. Yeah. But wait, what story was I just going to tell? Going back to critical review. Oh, critical review. Okay. So one of the main reasons I didn't want to join a sorority is because I do not like being parented. Like I, that Mm -hmm. is why I am a business owner today. I just don't do a good job of other people managing me. So it was something I was very worried about uh, was just like my peers telling me what I could and couldn't do. I was like, I'm going to live my life. Like, what is this? And I feel like that's the biggest criticism that I hear on TikTok and stuff about sororities. Yeah. Which is valid. I mean, it's valid. And in hindsight, they have your best like intentions in mind because they're like, hey, you know, if you post a video on Instagram of you like pulling a handle of Bartons, it's probably not good for your future career. But when you're in college, you're like, I don't care. But there is some merit to the things that they're like telling you you can't do. But I think for a lot of people, you just get out of high school and you're ready to go to college and like go off the wall and then you still have to like be parented. But I will say, so I would always get in trouble, but I had the highest GPA in my pledge class. I was like one of two people that had a 4.0, like all freshman, sophomore and junior year. So I would go down to critical review and my house kind of had a bad GPA and I would be like, okay, kick me out. Let's see how the, let's see how the GPA goes. You're like, <laughs> I'm literally carrying, carrying the weight of this <laughs> house on my back. Take me out. <laughs> yeah. And, crumble. and they were like, okay, but just please take the post down. And so then they kind of just started letting me do what I want. Cause I was like, dude, I work at a bar. Like how am I just not supposed to post content here? And yeah. I turned 21, like quite a bit earlier before everyone else. Cause I have an early fall birthday. And I was like, listen, I have great grades. I like actually don't do anything wrong. And you guys know this, like I'm still a pretty good influence. I'm just like work hard and play hard. And so then they would be like, all right, fine. And then my peers were like, dude, how do you get away with everything? And I'm like, I don't know. I just set the tone. (laughs) Yeah. You're not like a complete crazy person. Like you're putting in the work in one place. And it's like, I was still doing all of those other like chores and things for people. Yeah. So I was like, you just let this slide. Yeah. I'll make sure the other stuff's in check. Yeah. No, I was definitely like the president. I'd be like, okay, perfect. Like, great. Cause (laughs) I just hated doing that. The confrontation. If I was like on Instagram and saw someone like posted that beer, I'm like, I didn't see that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was not the person like send in anything. I'm like, I don't. 
don't care. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. At any point in time before you were president, obviously, when you were younger, when you had joined Coyote, were you ever like, ah, I feel like I should drop? Because that's a big thing that we haven't touched on yet is sometimes people do drop their house. They mm-hmm. they joined and they're just like, they either can't afford it financially, they don't feel like they're vibing. They realize it was a bigger commitment than they thought. Did you ever at any point have those feelings? Yeah, I don't think I had the feelings of dropping, but definitely at a certain point in my life, like financials got like really tough. And I'm so grateful that I was in a sorority that had awesome alumni support that they did donate. And there are alumni that like donate to funds that literally are for to help people that are in like shitty situations. And so I remember just like, I went and talked to the advisors. I'm like, this is my situation. Like, is there anything you can do? And I think they covered my expenses for like a semester. So if you are someone who has like financial situations like that, like don't let that discourage you from joining or potentially joining a sorority because there are resources and scholarships for people that are in those situations, which for Mm -hmm. me, it was just like a a six month thing and it got tough, but I was very lucky like to work out something with our house. That's nice. Yeah. I kind of regret, I think I put it like on my student loans. I think you can do that. Yeah, they, they let you do a lot of stuff And student loans. I didn't really realize that because I was 19. No, And yeah. so it's like very expensive to be in the house. So still to this day, I'm like paying that That's off. So, and I wish wow. that I, like the money that I was earning from Barry's, like I didn't really realize how the funds were happening. I just know that I was like in the house, but I wish I had paid for stuff as I went instead. That is one thing I regret. Yeah, which again, I think when you're going through recruitment and they present you with how much it costs and yeah, it's just something you have to work out and see if you can do. And I know I had that part-time job, which helped cover it and... I don't know. It's tough. Well, there are ways to make it cheaper. Like yeah. I, they make you, there's so many things that you can buy and support and like all of the apparel and stuff, but there's Facebook groups now that you can buy secondhand. Uh, like your house is closed. So you mm-hmm. don't have to be spending all of that money up front. I will say my little drop story. And because it's really, it's really cute. It was probably spring of freshman year. Same thing. I was like, this is kind of expensive. Like, I feel like I got what I wanted out of it. I was like, I already met everyone. Like, I don't know if I'm going to come back this fall. And I also was, it is a big time commitment. And I, for some reason, just hated Monday night meetings. Like I hate wearing a dress and you'd have to like dress up for Monday night meetings. And I was like, this is so dumb. I'm like, I have to commute all the way across campus and get in a dress. And it's like cold. And this is just so shitty. And so my recruitment chair, her name is Cassie. I also have to shout her out because her TikTok is blowing up. It's Cassandra Noel. I'm sure you guys have seen her videos. Like her apartment in Chicago is absolutely stunning. But she was like one of the main people that had recruited me when I was going through and that I just really bonded with. She's such an angel. And she was like, please just give it one more semester. Like I promise freshman year is so hard for everyone. Like this is about the time where this happens with a lot of people. Please just give it one more semester. And if at that point you want to drop, like we can go through with it. And if she hadn't told me that, I wouldn't have continued. So I'm really thankful that I stuck it out because even though it is expensive and a time commitment, down the line, there's so many connections. Yeah, I think maybe that's something we can wrap up with is like, what are the pros of it? And like, maybe what are some cons that you could shout out? But like, I know one of the biggest pros for me was the networking and the connections. When I moved to New York City, there was a Chi Omega alumni network chapter and you could like go hang out and have a book club with them or they would do like Tuesday night dinners. And if you literally knew no one, you could rely on that group to just like make some friends and start there. And even just like working at jobs or finding internships 
people that see that you're a Kayo at another house at like another school, that's just a connection that you guys can make. And like, they will kind of like bump your resume up to like the interview process or like stuff like that literally happens just because you're in the same sorority as someone. A thousand percent. The reason I got the job at Barry's was because an older gal had like put in a good word. And then when I was doing my three month backpacking trip in Europe, the summer after freshman year, I was in Belgium and a girl that was older than me was like, hey, I'm actually studying abroad in Amsterdam. So I hadn't really even like met her yet, like briefly once, I think freshman year. And she was like, please come stay at my place. Like you can meet my friends. And I was like, oh my God, okay. Like that's so nice of this person. And then, so I went, I stayed there and it was amazing time. And then later in my trip, I remember being down in Italy and I was like at this pool at a hostel and I saw a girl in an AKO sweatshirt and I like went up to her and I was like, oh my God, I'm an AKO too. And she was uh, AKO San Diego, I think. Mm -hmm. And like to this day, we like still keep in touch. So it is cool just beyond even like the business side of just being able to maybe see it on someone's social pages or Facebook or on a resume and be like, oh, cool. We have something in common. Yeah. And I literally got my marketing director position because an older Kayo was graduating and was looking to pass it on to someone she knew. So yeah, it literally totally affects getting internships, jobs, especially on campus and in that area. But I think with all the pros, obviously there's the cons and I think I shouted out enough in this episode. And I don't know, I think if it's something you're interested in, give it a try. Yeah, you can always like back out, but you can't like go back and do it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going through recruitment, and you just enjoyed this episode. I think hopefully we gave you like a broader picture of what it was for us to be in a sorority and painted a picture of our lives as Kai Omega and Alpha Kai Omegas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also Megan Fouch that we had on, um, mm-hmm. Fate Pair Fouch. She was in AKO too. So if you want to hear a fellow sorority sister of mine, we have that episode with her from last year. If you are going through recruitment in these next coming weeks, we're wishing you the best of luck. Take our advice. Get those rec letters if you can. I mean, they can't hurt, but they can definitely help. I know that that is really helpful for some people. So one recruitment tip too, I wore like weird things to try to be more memorable. I do remember. Like one day I wore like green pants that were like really out there. And then the girl the next day, she was like, I literally remember you because you you had those green pants on. That's a great Because you tip. have to think like the people that are recruiting have talked to so many. So, or if you could do one thing the same every day, like maybe you wear the same necklace every single day so that the person's like, oh my God, that's the girl with the angel necklace. Like wow. I can remember her or something like that. Maybe you have like a bracelet on, you do something with your hair mm-hmm. because people totally start to blend together and whatever you could do to stand out in like an authentic way, yeah. I think would be a great thing to do. Yeah. And with you saying that, I think just being authentic is the best thing you can do. Like we said, you should trust the process and where you'll end up is truly, hopefully the best option for you. And that comes with being authentic and being yourself and just, I don't know, putting yourself out there and yeah. And know. know that whatever happens, it'll make sense later. Yeah. You'll be fine. There's other ways to get involved on campus. There's other clubs. There's jobs, part-time jobs that you can do. So don't worry if you don't get what you want, it'll be okay. Yeah. I I have friends that ended up not finishing recruitment and they still had the best four years. And I know for my school, there are organizations on campus that are literally their own sorority houses and their own organizations that have so much effort and love and care that it was literally their own thing. So if it doesn't work out, just trust the process of your life. Find those other organizations that are super involved like that and you're going to find your people. It's all going to work out. And I know for me, here's another tip. Hang out with your dorm people your freshman mm-hmm. year. I literally did not hang out with anyone in my sorority my entire freshman year because I knew I was going to live with them the next year. I wasn't worried about meeting those people or hanging out with them. I really didn't even know the many people in my pledge class by the end of my freshman year because I was so invested in hanging out with my dorm friends because I knew that was only going to be 
my, you know, close roommates and friends of that floor for like that short year. So I really soaked that in. So I think that's a really good tip is hang out with your dorm people. Then you're meeting people that are in all these different organizations. You have all these different connections all across campus and you're going to be with your sorority people for like the rest of the years at your time at totally. that school. I, my other three roommates, it was cool. All four of us were in different houses. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's like events going on every weekend for each house. But I would also say like, don't be afraid to go to other houses things. Like I would totally go to the cafe Kappa parties, the Kyo yeah. parties, the Theta parties. Because I was like, I just want to meet people. I don't have to just hang out with girls in my house. No. Like, you literally hang out with anyone. You're wasting like so many cool opportunities if you just do that. And yeah, yeah get out of your comfort zone. You know, people. Like, amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this. We appreciate it. And yeah. I hope this was helpful. Let us know if you are older and just still enjoyed this. I hope you did. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much again for listening to another episode. We seriously appreciate all the love and support. And to show our appreciation, Allison's going to announce a giveaway that we have going on and she's going to tell you how you can get entered. All right. What you can win is a big PR box full of all of these awesome products. There will be something in there for everyone in order to get entered. There are two things you can do. One is to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to send a screenshot of that to our Instagram. That way we know you left that review or you can put some up on your Instagram story, whether that's a screenshot of the podcast episode you're listening to, a quote that you resonated with, and tag us so that we can make sure to see it. And then we will put you into our chart of your name and we will draw at the end of the year. As always, if you guys want to stay connected with us, you can join our Facebook group, Already Friends Podcast, Friend Squad. You can also join our Patreon page, patreon.com slash already friends. It's $5 a month for a bonus episode every single month with access to our entire backlog of bonus episodes. Guys, so many good topics there. So go check that out. And yeah, as always thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time bye ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition in the u.s more than 50 percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.